0: You're listening to Startups for Good, where we explore high growth and high values ventures. I am your host, Miles Lassiter, co-founder and CEO of Purpose Built, a venture studio focused on human potential. Listen to our podcast to hear stories of entrepreneurs. Listen to be inspired to be a founder or to work for a startup. Listen to be part of a community that believes startups can be a force for good. Welcome to Startups for Good. I'm Miles Lasseter, your host. Today's episode is a little bit different. We have some great guests coming up on the show, and I can't wait to share. In the meantime, I wanted to give you some updates and insights from recent shows. I've shared these insights in my email newsletter, which is a new thing I'm doing. You can get them for free by signing up at mileslassiter.com, which is my first name, lastname.com. I share their news, what I'm up to personally, like that I started a venture studio and came up with 1,444 ideas in 10 months. We've got a blog post about that. I was on the Ford Obsessed podcast and soon will be on the More Than Profit podcast from Access Ventures, so watch out for those. Here are some insights I got from recent conversations. Now, I'm not quoting these folks in every detail. It's more about what I learned from talking to them or what I was reminded about. We had a recent episode with Rafi Levy from Dots, and they provide a system for continuous soil monitoring to see if you've fertilized enough or too much, checking for nitrogen in the soil. You may think, why do I have to learn about ag tech? I don't know much there. How's that going to apply to me? Well, here are three insights. So insight one is how to attract early adopters. Now, every startup desperately needs customers willing to be first, but how do you find them? Rafi shared his insight with me on the podcast, The Best Early Adopter Customers, are optimistic and trusting. They believe that the future can be better and they trust that you're doing your best to deliver. How do you attract these optimistic and trusting customers? Now, here's where the insight is. You be optimistic and trusting yourself. That sounds easy for some, but for some, it's gonna be hard. So how do you do it? Make your plan B and then put it in the metaphorical drawer and focus on plan A. So if plan A is to build your startup, to get these customers to grow quickly and to deliver, that's what you're focusing on But you do want to know in the back of your mind that if things don't go according to plan, you know what you're going to do. Are you going to have to reduce the amount of spending that you have? Are you going to have to work longer hours? Are you going to have to go to different types of customers? Are you going to go with a different product development or research plan? Are you going to look at a different market? What are your plan B items? I've got a blog post on venture patterns about uh, having a vision of failure. And I definitely recommend that everyone know when they're going to quit. So not just have a plan B, but actually know when you're going to quit. So with clarity about the downside, you can focus on the upside. And that will help you attract and sign those critical first customers. Now, insight number two from talking to Rafi was price for value, but don't be greedy. You know, first-time founders often charge too little for their product. And here are four ways of making of avoiding the same mistake. One, if you're thinking of a price in your head, double it before saying it out loud, and then you can watch for the reaction. Now, this doesn't work for everyone, but especially first-time founders often underprice what they're doing out of inexperience and out of some feeling that it's not really worth that much. Number two, ask people what would be a good price, then ask a reasonable but high price and an outrageous price. And you go with the middle one. You want something that people feel is kind of high, but also, I guess, reasonable enough that I can pay. You don't want to be underpricing. Number three, and this is where Rafi really dug in and talked about this. You want a price for about 25% of the value you're creating for customers. For example, if you're saving them $100,000 per year, your price should be somewhere around $25,000. If you raise your price beyond that, you can go up some. But as you approach 50%, customers' sense of fairness often will cause them to push back. So they'll say, "Eh, why should I be splitting half of the savings with you, even if they wouldn't have had them without you? Plus, you may start to see competitors undercutting you. If you're pricing less than 20%, you're probably leaving too much on the table. So number four in this pricing category, as Rafi mentions on the episode, you want to keep in mind your cost. You want to make sure that your channel partners can make enough money. It's not as simple as cost plus pricing, but make sure that you are unit profitable and you're taking care of your key partners. Insight number three, if you have multiple positive externalities in your business and your social benefit startup, you can talk about any particular one to a different audience. For example, with his company, he could describe it as ag tech, climate tech, a path to cheaper food for all, improving farm economics to reduce the burden on government budgets you know, stop wasting nitrogen and filling our rivers with this waste. You could also think of it a high-tech sensor business, reoccurring revenue, right? That's sort of a very clinical description of it. Which way of talking about the company is best? You really want to choose which emphasis to make, depending on the situation, as long as you're truthful. And, you know, this isn't legal advice, but it's probably best to use one set of investor materials at a time. But you can spend more time talking about different parts of the story, depending on the interest you're getting from that investor. We talk about more in the episode and you can listen to the full thing. I encourage you to do that. Also, we recently had John Goldberg from Carbon Direct on the show, and I wanted to share three insights that I had from talking to him. Again, these don't represent necessarily 100% John or Rafi's views, but they are things that I noticed in talking with them and insights that we can distill from those conversations. So number one, from talking with John, don't confuse your stocks and your flows. You want to focus on the right one. It's a common mistake in startups or when you're learning a new industry to fail to distinguish between the two. By stock, I mean the amount of something. For example, how much is in the bathtub? How much water do you have there? By flow, I mean the change in the amount of something. For example, the water flowing into or spilling out of the bathtub, as sometimes the case. For example, in talking with John on the episode, he mentioned that the stock of carbon dioxide is important to address too. So much of the conversation about climate change is about getting to neutral. In other words, focused on the flow of new carbon entering the atmosphere. If a company or country is carbon neutral, it is no longer adding to the stock of carbon, but the stock of carbon already emitted will continue to have effects. In a startup setting, a common confusion is to focus on the stock of signups of new users. We have 100,000 users, you might proclaim. While it's fun and motivates the team to celebrate these milestones, total signup Of users or total users is often called a vanity metric. For for the day-to-day focus and work effort, I recommend that you focus on the flow of users. How many users are signing up? How many are coming back to use the product? And how many are churning? What examples of stock and flow can you think of just as a thought exercise? If you want to dig into this, accounting for users in a startup case, I recommend... Tribe Capital's A Quantitative Approach to Product-Market Fit. We'll put the link in the show notes. Insight number two, for scale, you want real commercial customer benefits. If you're serious about solving a problem at scale, don't only rely on persuasion. You can't expect everyone to join you for, quote-unquote, the right reasons. You'll want to get serious about capitalism or the government as the two major ways to scale. John pointed this out, and he said that some startups in the climate space focus on this green premium. Their business plan calls for charging more to climate-conscious consumers who want to help the environment. Now, maybe that's required to get started and that may work in some cases, but if you wanna get to real scale and reach a larger market, price your product to be cheaper, AKA a negative green premium. The lesson for social benefit startups more broadly is to make sure that your solution is full of other benefits besides positive externalities and don't expect people just to wanna do the right thing. Insight number three. Start with a nonprofit or academic for foundation. So, if you're entering a new industry or you want to start a new company, a great first step is to build relationships by involving yourself in an academic or nonprofit setting. So, before John started his company, he met experts in the field. He spent time at academic research centers. He gave time and money attending events, learning about key issues in the field. These are all beneficial. You can build the relationships you'll need in a lower stake setting. You spend time in spaces that will put you in touch with the talent and the customers that you may need in the future. You build your own credibility and knowledge about it. And you, know, you may find that you don't wanna shift into this new industry, which will save yourself a lot of time, but if you do continue, you may find that those relationships you make during this time are critical to your success long-term. So those are the three insights from talking with John Goldberg on the recent episode. Other recent popular episodes you may want to listen to in the meantime, Jeff Zhu from FIG, they provide small dollar unsecured lending to those with poor no credit history. The first CDFI that's also a fintech, that's a community developed financial institution recognized by the federal government. They have impressive tech to underwrite and service customers. We talked some about that. Aaron Levine, CEO and founder of Hello Divorce. We talked about the regulatory barriers to innovation in legal tech and justice tech space. We talked about how they have a DIY tech solution and also have lawyers available and how they blend those two together. I thought that was interesting. Jonathan Kumar, founder of Samaritan. I think this is an example of the healthcare system getting involved in the larger safety net issues as we understand social determinants of health and we don't have a safety net system that addresses other problems for people. And so healthcare is filling the gap in many cases. So this is addressing homelessness, but some of the payers are healthcare system folks. Speaking from the heart about the issue and the problem, it's a really moving episode. I encourage you to check that out. Seth Fuerstein is a founder and CEO of We Therapeutics, a really tough subject, about uh, preventing suicide with digital therapeutics. We talk about the promise of digital therapeutics and where they apply. And he gives some really interesting ways of thinking about this subject as. You know, cardiovascular disease is the heart of your organ not working well. And this may be a disease of your brain getting into certain patterns that are non-constructive. So thinking about it as an organ function problem, I think helps step back and and look at it the way we would other medical problems, which I thought was a really interesting lens on it. If you're interested in getting notified of any of these new episodes via email, you can sign up on our website at startusforgood.com. And if you want to get my newsletter, where I'll share the insights Uh, from shows as well as things I'm learning and other things that I'm working on, you can sign up at mileslasseter.com. Until next time. Thanks so much. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast player and please give us a rating and review startups for good is brought to you by purpose built a venture studio focused on human potential. If you're inspired today, want to reach out, please visit our website, purposebuilt.vc. Thank you.